welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank. I'm Robbie. And I'm Jeff, and welcome to For the Love of Humankind. I'm Robbie. <laughs> Got a little collaboration going on in the hot tub. Hot tub edition. Hot seat edition, if you will. Ooh. Yeah. With some hot, even hotter nuts. <laughs> He's got some spicy nuts. So. Yeah. Yeah. Should I uh, start with a spicy question? If that's how you choose to start. Then yeah. Right. Diving right in. Jeff's first. Jeff. I'm first. Okay. Yes. How do you feel about your body? How do I feel about like just overall, like health-wise? Whoever comes to mind. Um, I don't want to start this. So I think for me, I have a very negative perception of my body. I think it's based on like experiences in life, um, being bullied, and like I, when I look in the mirror, like I think that like my face is attractive. But like my body isn't. So um, I know I could also be doing healthier things. I mean, the first thing I did this morning was wake up and uh, start drinking lemon candy. So, uh, but it's vacation, so you know. But yeah, I also don't eat enough like fruits and veggies either. So like, I obviously could do a lot, a lot of things that like could warrant being healthier. But like my perception of myself is not super high. Follow-up question. Yeah. You said that you feel like your face is attractive, but your body isn't. Yeah. Why do you feel like your body isn't attractive? I think just because, like, I have this, like, <clears throat> I feel like I have, like, this pear shape, kind of, um, <laughs> as I'm throwing That's the right. Um, but I feel like I have this, like, pear shape. Like, even when, the last time we were together, like, the three of us in... December, like, I look at those photos, and I was like, I fucking, I hate these photos. Because I just, like, see myself as being, like, wide. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, like, and I, I feel like I'm a pretty, I think this adds to it, but, like, I feel like I'm a pretty, like, fashionable person. Um, but it's hard to find, like, good fashion that, like, fits bigger guys. Um, which is frustrating. So, um, cause either it's like too tight and then you just like see like the fat because it's like so, or like the shit's too baggy. So there's like nothing that like fits well. So, yeah. And we're actually going to get into that in a little bit, um, regarding fashion and whatnot. Uh, onto Robbie, how do you feel about your body? Well, I appreciate your answer. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I think my, my my perspective, my view of my body has changed over the years. Um, I used to be very conscious of how white my skin is. Mm. So I like, wouldn't take my shirt off around people. I apologize for calling us all pale boys. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't feel any sort of way about it now. I'm, I've grown into it. I can't change it. Um, and it's how my body is. So. But... Uh, I used to also be very skinny, like uh, unhealthy amount of skinny. Mm -hmm. um, in high school, I weighed very little, um, and I was very conscious of that, mm -hmm. and felt like no matter how much I ate, I still would stay the same weight. And and you know, my doctor said I'll grow into it. Like everybody's body is different, you know. But um, but I was really tall, and I had a really thin frame, and I was very self-conscious. Um, but yeah, over the, over the years, I would say over the last, even post-college till now, what that would be, what, the last seven years, six years, seven years, um, it's been like a slow journey in loving my body, and I don't totally love my body, I would say right now, I'm just coming to accept my body for what it is. It is a vessel that has gotten me to this point, it does a lot of amazing things that I don't even processes things, food, water, etc. Um, but I would say one of the things that I probably struggle with the most with it when it comes to my body is um, 
comparison to other men, specifically men that are fit, they have a lot of muscle, that's sort of the masculine uh, build, uh, athletic build. Mm. And I think that's something that I've struggled with a lot. Not, I, I've been very conscious of it lately, the last few months, but it's been something that's been a struggle, I would say. Yeah, I feel that. I would agree. Like, I think that's, and I think I told both of you this, like, and I, th- I don't know, if, like, I, Frank, I don't know if you're going to get into this, but, like, that's sometimes why I feel so deterred to go to the gym, because of that. Like, because I have this bigger body, like, you know, I have, a, like, subconscious thought that, like, people expect me to be able to lift more than what I do, because um, I haven't lifted since... Robbie and I were in grad school, really. So, yeah. You said that you've always struggled to love your body, yeah. um, and that's true even when, like you said, you were like an unhealthy skinny. Yeah. And that's funny because you know, people would assume that like obese and like overweight is like the only unhealthy. Yeah. But like, you can also be yeah. skinny unhealthy as well. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, it depends on person right but there's I didn't I've never struggled with the eating disorder but folks that do at least from what I've heard and what I've read about um, the the desire is to be as skinny as possible mm. um, but it, that ends up being an unhealthy skinny you're not nourished you're not whatever for me it was not that necessarily it was just that I could not put weight on <laughs> like I could not put it on and I was so self-conscious about mm. that there's no muscle there was no I guess to the out to the exterior world, it was presenting as somebody that is so skinny that people would look at me and see me as unhealthy, mm-hmm. or as if I had an eating issue or something like that. Right. Yeah. It's hard. It's very yeah. That's I mean, obviously, just between the three of us, uh, it's super obvious that everyone it doesn't love their body. I would assume. Yeah. Um, like there are no outliers here, but similar to Jeff, I would look at old photos of myself. Um, like I'm like in the best shape of my life and I'm still like I mean let me make sure I'm not gonna flash you really. <laughs> like, like even now I'm like what is this right what the hell is this but like I'm in the like the best shape of my life even when in the best shape I still don't love my body But I think that that's hard too because, um, like, I remember conversations that you and I would have, you know, years back, um, and we would make jokes of like both of us being fat pieces of shit. And you've lost, you've lost a lot, right? And I think it's hard too because I think a lot of people don't realize that when you, I don't know what point it is but like when you start losing like all of that weight you start getting some of that like extra skin right like and so then that becomes something that you're conscious like self-conscious about um and like people don't realize that because you've had all this like stuff your skin like molds to that and then you lose it right and then you've got that skin and that that becomes something for people too like i don't know if that's what you're experiencing or not but you look good. You really do. That. Yeah, but like, it's just, it's just. My point is, like, it's no matter what you look like, like you're not going to be happy with your body for the most part. Uh, and I think that's just a societal thing. Mm. And you guys knowing me, I'm going to say it's because of capitalism. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so, and consumerism, and that's how. Like fashion, especially like makes a profit by saying like, oh, you are gonna like the way you look in this thing, but you need to buy this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, would you say once you buy like a, a shirt or something that you think you look good in, like you feel better about yourself? I mean, <laughs> I, I think it, it goes with the saying like, like the dress how you feel, right? Or like. If there's something to say, like, if I dress dress to the nines, right, like, 
I'm gonna feel better about myself. And yeah, like I think I look good in a suit. I mean, even Robbie, like Robbie, when I sent him, like when I worked the wedding last week, like he was hyping me up and, and stuff, and I was like, yeah, like I do look good. But if I'm just wearing like the hoodie and shorts, I'm just like. Yeah. So yeah, I do think fashion plays a huge piece in that. Um, and like there are websites like ASOS that like focus on like larger builds and stuff like that, but then you just get into like plain colors and it's just not fashionable. Right? So fashionable according to who though? Right, S society. Right. And the funny thing is like that changes, right? Mm -hmm. There are different trends. And why do you think there are different trends? Is that rhetorical? Or is that an actual question? <laughs> like a real question? Yeah. I mean, I, I think things go in and out of style based on what influencers dictate, right? Like, um, like the 90s styles are coming back, right? So, like, mom jeans or, like, high-waisted jeans, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's all for, I mean, at the end of the day, a profit, right? Yeah, I would say the trends change because they have to keep selling products. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is what's fashionable now, so you need this. Yeah. 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 Have you ever bought a piece of clothing because you thought like you looked good in it? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would say most clothing that I buy, I'm like, well, I'm conscious of how it's gonna look on me. Um, yeah. Like, is it not? Not. I would say not necessarily to enhance what my body looks like, but I am conscious of how it does look on me, mm. but I don't, I would say to buy something from, from my perspective, if I were to buy something because I want, it, because of the sole purpose, I want it to make me look better, then I'm probably not buying it for, for me, the right reason. I just want to feel good in the clothing, so, um, whether that be, you know, workout shorts or uh, a bathing suit or a nice shirt. But I think it's always present in my mind. Mm. Or what will other people think I look like in this? Right. Will I be seen as someone who is more desirable? That sort of a thing. That's a hard thing to grapple with. But. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit um, over text. So we were talking about like what we're going to wear to the wedding. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to match. I'm working um, my outfit out with the uh, my plus one because we wanted to match. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, that was not because like will look good, yeah. but I was thinking to myself, like, other people will see us matching and think that's cool. Right. So, mm. like, that other people's perception was what was dictating what I was going to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> I think my, like, off of kind of what you shared, like, and I guess for, this is for both of you, like, do you ever buy clothing, not because you think you're going to look at it, but because you think it's, like, visually appealing. Like... Do you, do you look at something like, oh, I think this is really awesome, and not have that mindset of, like, I wonder what I would look at. Do you ever... I don't know. Does that make sense? I think it's both. I don't know if I purely... For clothing, I don't know if I purely bought it something. I'm trying to remember. Buying clothes. I actually don't like buying clothes. I find it to be a really anxious mm. experience. Yeah. There's lots of options, and then there's money associated with it, and there's a financial um, insecurity that I have. Well, yeah. I, I would say financial insecurity is a good way to describe it. Um, but if I find something, I think if I were to go out right now, like if we were to go to a, a store right now, and I were to see a shirt, then like I really like the design on this yeah. or whatever, I would consider buying it. But I, I know that, that's, that there are probably unconscious things that I'm not aware of all the time mm. playing up part in selecting something and I don't I can't name what those things are all the time that's right um, yeah it's like a half thought I don't know I'm just trying to unlearn like buying new clothes yeah all the time even if I like the design or whatever yeah. so like I'll either try to just keep wearing what I, I own already or like stick or just uh, focusing on uh, thrift stores mm. 
Yeah, like I had a pair of jeans that ripped in the crotch, and I was like, typically I would just like go buy another pair of jeans. Like, oh, these are no good anymore. I'll go buy another pair. Uh, but instead, I took it to, I don't know what you call it, a tailor, I guess, and had them stitch it up. Because mm. um, other than that hole, like, they're still good pants. Yeah. yeah. So, I just trying to unlearn um, consumerism, I guess, and like constantly buying new clothes. Yep. Uh, because, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that you talked about, like, clothes and enhancing your body like I definitely don't feel like like no matter what I'm not going to be happy with my body it's right mm. yeah and to that point I guess how do you guys feel about the uh, the body positivity movement I can take it first yeah go for <laughs> it you answered the first other one first I, I go back and forth on it because um, on one hand I think it's good that we on some, to some degree, for some folks, I think it's good that we emphasize that like your body is what it is, and you can be positive about it, no matter the shape or the size or the color or the you know hue or whatever. I, I feel like there's a there is some positivity in that, or some some benefit in that positivity. I think there's also limitations because it is guided by profit. Yeah, I think in a lot is, of ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got. I mean, the whole. I would say the whole self care industry. It right. just like it's tough because it is it can be it can be very beneficial, but it's it's a lot like um, it's a lot like reform versus abolition or something. Like there could be some positives, some really benefit, some really good mm-hmm. benefit, but it's not fixing the problem that is a structural thing. Mm-hmm. So you can only reform something for so long until it becomes a, a problem again. I think. Uh, and I think the same way about the body positivity movement. Um, yeah, and I think it depends on who you ask because there are doctors, you know, somebody who follows science, not, not necessarily me as a scientist, but people who follow science, they might be like, you know, doctors are saying that technically you're obese or technically your BMI is too high or whatever. Um, and that's a problem because the BMI scale is, is, a, is a racist thing. It's a, it's a not equitable measurement. Right? So I answered that in many different directions, but I don't know. I think it goes, but it goes both ways. I think there's there's some benefits to it, but it's, there's some limitations too, and that's hard to name what those are right away. Yeah. Um. So I think similar to Robbie, right? Like. Like, I understand the idea of, like, you know, loving your body and loving yourself, but, like, until it becomes, like, a, like, um, I would say, quote-unquote, like, a mass movement where you see these companies, like, actually listening to people, right? Like, I don't know if you, you, you all, like, pay attention, but, like, you know, the, the way that different companies make their clothes, right, they're going to fit differently right and so for women especially like if they go to to a certain store and say they're like they typically wear like a three and, and, and like pant size like they can go to another store and they're wearing like a 14 yeah. so like until there's like I guess congruency and like consistency like that piece of things is is always gonna like make people I think feel a certain way, right? So, like you said, like no matter maybe how much you get in shape or like how fit you get, there's still gonna be that that thing of like not loving your body because of everything that's you know, we've learned, right, through throughout our lives. And um, I mean, like anything, like it, it's a start, but like where is where is the finish? Like, what is that goal? So, I, I could promote body positivity all day, and I say that because I necessarily, I don't always, um, or rarely, I should say, um, because I think that in order to be invested in that, like, you need to be invested, I think, 100%, right? So, like, great like I can say oh yeah like be happy in your body but if I'm not happy in my body like am I actually like you know 
supporting it, if that makes sense. So you touched on the uh, like the size difference. Yeah. I was looking into that a little bit before this. It's called uh, vanity sizing. Mm. So basically, like, what was a size 12 like in the 90s or whatever, like is now like a size six. Mm. Like even that size six, there's like a six inch variation. Yeah. Like through all the stores, and that's just to like make people feel that like, oh, like you're a size six, but really they're actually a size 12. There's nothing wrong with being a size 12, but like, and right. what you said about like, oh, and you know the companies just need to start listening. Mm. The companies need to start listening, right? Think about what you just said. There. Yeah. They're still going to make a profit off of this body positivity. Right, like right. What Robbie was saying. Yeah. Like, you know, plus size stores. Yeah. You know, you know, love what you look like in, in our in our clothes. Like, yeah. by our clothes, you'll love what you look like. So it's like, there's no way, at least from my understanding, there's no way to get away from that, like, profitability mm-hmm. off of body image. And then, uh, the, uh, I guess the counter body positivity would be um, body neutrality where because like loving your body constantly that's not sustainable either and like just from our discussion we've seen like you don't you don't love your body at all times so like body neutrality is like realizing that your body doesn't define you mm. I think you call it a vessel yeah so like you know like you are in your body but it doesn't define you so do you guys have any thoughts on that, body neutrality? I like that much better than body positivity. I think you said, like, it's not sustainable to love your body all the time, and I think that's just true about love in general. It's not always mm-hmm. a sustainable thing, and we're going to fail at it. Um, and so what I would hate to happen is that you're, you know, you're on the right path up to loving your body, but then you have a string of bad days or a string of bad weeks, and then all of a sudden you hate your body again because you're trying so hard to love it. You're focusing so hard on that that you're not paying attention to really everything your body does for you. Um, and I don't know that that to me I think makes a lot more sense. I, I obviously don't know enough about um, body neutrality. Um, I think it's a better path, probably a more sustainable path. Yeah. I mean, I think I would echo like that's not like body neutrality isn't like a phrase that I have heard very, very often, right? Like, um, my bad. So, like, I, like, in concept, right, I think it makes sense, but I I think as Robbie said, like, everything, even, like, the things that you enjoy, right, like, even if you're doing it, like, a thousand times a day, whatever that is, like, you're still, at some point, you're still gonna, like, not find joy in doing that thing. So, like, depending on how long we live, like, right, like, we're in this vessel, you know, forever, for however long. I think at some point, and I said, like, there's just, like, like Robbie said, like, there's just an acceptance, right, of, like, this is what I have. Like, our, our bodies have natural limitations to them. Um, like, Robbie may not, you know, become, like, Hulk Hogan. And be, he's just, like, I don't no, know. I'm not. I, I don't know why Hulk Hogan was, like, like... I don't, don't want to be him. But, like, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, right? Like, huge muscles. Like, some people, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know? So. And I think that, that too, is, like, when we compare ourselves to those individuals, and I do this as well, like, yeah, what well, may work for one person may not work for me. Um, so if I look at, like, I used to use bodybuilding.com all the time for my workouts and like, 12 weeks to get shredded. So like, that's one of the plans, but like, in that 12 weeks, like, no matter how, how closely I follow that, like, I'm not, necessarily going to get the results that they did right. either and I think that's just a part of accepting like we were our body needs different like different things yeah yeah that 12 week timeline isn't yeah. going to work for everyone right and you mentioned like big muscles like yeah young Arnold yeah but like when you look at like those world's strongest man competitions like 
they're not like ripped. Yeah. Like, they almost look overweight, honestly. Like, yeah. they don't have abs. It's like, a, it's a belly. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to, to think about where it's like, we think huge biceps and whatnot is like synonymous with being strong. Right. Not necessarily. You mentioned uh, comparing yourself to others. Like, through what lens are you doing that? I think in a sense of like, well, that was, it's much louder up here. Um, I think in a sense of like, you know, and I, I made this joke to, to Robbie on the drive here that like, or no, not even on the drive here when we were going to the, to the, walking to the bar the other night and I was like, you know, subconsciously like, you know, if, if somebody is like watching porn, right? like. Subconsciously, you you see all these men like who are usually pretty skinny, potentially like ripped, jacked, however you want to describe it, like with these like beautiful women, right, or whatever. And subconsciously, like if you enjoy, if that's an activity you enjoy doing, like you're gonna say, oh, the only way for me to have something like this is to look like this. So there becomes like that subconscious piece of like. Well, I'm never going to get anybody that is super, super attractive because I don't look this way. Um, and I know Robbie had some, some points on that, too, um, that I think it was a really good conversation that we had. Um, so, yeah, I think that's part of it, right? I think they going to the gym and being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I see their progression. Why am I not seeing, like, my progression, you know? What's the original question? <laughs> when you compare yourself to others, if you do, yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure most people do. Yeah, I know I do. Like through what lens are you comparing yourself? Uh, I if I know the person, I'm wondering like, like last night when we first got in here, I took my shirt off. I'm thinking like, okay, what are they thinking about mm. my body? What is two of my closest friends who know me fairly well? I would say, um, what are they thinking? Or if I'm at the gym, right, and I know you and I have talked about this, the male gaze, like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at other men and how they're looking at other men or looking at other men thinking that the women are looking at them. Right. right? It's such a hard thing to unlearn. I, I catch myself doing it all the time. I'm like, wow, that man, his body, he can come to the gym with the cutoff and just not work out at all and just walk around with the cutoff and people will find him desirable. Like that's a hard thing to wrestle with. Yeah. I could come to the gym with a cut up and maybe some people will find it desirable. But um, but maybe not. Right. Right. So I don't know. I think uh, I'm it's all I think some of it is fabricated. Like I'm thinking probably the worst. Like, oh they think I'm my skin is too pale, I'm too skinny, I'm too um, I'm not built enough, that sort of thing. Yeah. And therefore not desirable. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that male gaze. Man. It, it, it's no not good for in. anyone, really. No. Uh, no. Especially women, especially women of color, mm -hmm. except for the most from that, the male gaze. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like you said, like, even last night taking our shirts off. Yeah. I've always, like, because I mentioned, like, younger, in my younger years, mm -hmm. I was much chubbier than this. So, like, I would always wear my shirt, like, in a pool and stuff. Whoa. So, like, even last time when I took my shirt off, I was thinking the same thing, like, nice. oh my god, like, my friends are going to, like, judge me for having these roles. Sure. Uh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about your body, honestly. I was thinking about my body. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I think that's a good point. Like, yeah. honestly, to take a just phrase at the end of the day, like, no one really cares about, like, your body. Like, they're thinking about their own body. Yes. So, yes. something we have yes. to unlearn, like you said. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think there's a, a piece of this, too. Like, it's okay to be attracted to a body. I'm not saying don't be. Um attraction is a whole different conversation uh, that I think all of us could probably talk about on some level um, but it, it's it's I think more so about like being conscious of like when you're attracted to a body why are you attracted to it what about that body attracts you to it and if you think you come up with the same answers well they're fit they're athletic they're white or black or brown or whatever something to think through yeah. like why is that to me the standard of attraction where right. did I learn that who taught me that, or what taught me that? How, how was I socialized to believe that? 
an important thing to work through. It's not easy. You're not going to be perfect at it. Probably not even going to be good at it. Right. Not a person. Yeah. Forever. But you practice yeah. every day. How do you point. practice? Honestly, exactly what I just told you. Like I just I ask myself, why why do I find X Y Z attractive? Why do I why am I into this feature in someone? Like, where did I learn it? Um, and I think sexuality plays a little a real role in that too. Um, there are people that are maybe not attracted to bodies at all, they're attracted to intelligence or personality, primarily, right? But with all of that, it's a spectrum. So for some people, you look at them and you're like, I'm very attracted to their mind, not their body. You look at the next person, I'm very attracted to their body, not their mind. Yeah. So I don't know, I, I, I guess I, to answer your question, I do it in the moment and I do a lot of writing, reflecting on it. Um, that's only for me to see, I don't share it with anybody. So that five, six months from now, I can look back and be like, oh, that's what I was thinking. How has my thinking evolved, devolved, right. stayed the same, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a lot, because you mentioned that, you know, there's a spectrum and people are attracted to intelligence more so than yeah. physical features. Yeah. That's probably a lot more common than we think. Yeah. But like, when you look at the media, like blockbuster movies, like the, the, the main lead character is always like this fit male. Yeah. I know we're talking a lot about males, but yeah. like that's, really the only way we can yeah. speak on is yeah. because we're males mm -hmm. but um yeah like i think about um guardians of the galaxy Ooh. when chris pratt has that one moment where it's like you know he's shredded and he's like all sweaty and stuff and it's like he's the, the main character so it's like wow like that's what a strong male lead's supposed to look like yeah 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 but intelligence is probably a lot more uh of an attraction yeah than we realize i think, I think it has it's a plays a bigger role than we think I think there's also a point to make too. It's not just about like muscles, but it. I think we do a lot of shielding of ourselves too. So like, for example, I notice in people when they laugh, they cover their mouth because they don't want people to see their smile or their teeth. Um, or I think of uh, people who don't make eye contact, like myself. I'll make eye contact with people, but I don't do it for a prolonged period of time mm. unless I am super, super comfortable with where we're at and like where I'm at with them. Um, because it's an intimate experience. Yeah. It's, a, it's an emotional experience, I think. Um, but it's not just it's not just muscles. It's not just body shape. But it's also things like yeah, like even facial hair. Yeah. Like oh, I gotta you know, like if we have a wedding tomorrow. I gotta shave this off because I don't want people mm. to think I'm you know scraggly or that I don't care about my body. Right, right. Um, in reality, I could go and maybe nobody will even notice. And also, who gives a shit if they notice? Right. 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 Um, but I still brought my shaving supplies to do it, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, just things that I've noticed. You, so I know that you mentioned like the, the eye contact thing, and I think that you both probably recognize that this is something that, that I do, like when I'm talking for like prolonged periods of time. Like I struggle to do the eye contact thing. Um, like I'll look like else like elsewhere, and I'll, my eyes will like wander. Um, even in like serious conversations, like that's how it is. But do you think that's like more of like a confidence thing? Like you, like I, I know especially like when I'm making arguments that I'm like, okay, but I know I do this. Like if I look you in the eye, I'm like, I need to know what I'm talking about. Like sometimes, mm -hmm. like if I'm fucking elsewhere, like I'm bullshitting, like whatever. And I think that comes off as like a confidence piece. Like you two, mm -hmm. like you, like subconsciously, do you think that's that is part of that for you? I haven't really thought about that too much. Um, I know, similar to you, I think when I'm talking to someone, I'm doing it right now. Like I have to like look off because I'm thinking about what I want yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like if I have to look you in the eye, which I do, I do look people yeah. in the eye, but like I have to know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I'll like kind of like look around to think about what I'm saying. So I don't know if it's a confidence thing. Mm. Could be. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I do the same. I look off when I'm thinking. Yeah. Ooh. If it's a heated argument, I'm looking you directly in the eye. Mm. Um, Is that an intimidation factor? It might be. Might be, but I'm also confident when I'm saying usually. Right. So like I'll say it as you described, Cobra quick. 
Um, I just get like I get to get to that point where I can just, I can get into a flow state and just say things, uh, most of which I mean. <laughs> Some I don't, but that's a byproduct of just talking, conversating. And you have a very you have a very specific look oh, I when do. you get in that. Um, I and I what think does it look like? I can't do it. I'm, but like I like you can even. I think if you're around people long enough, like even if you're not in person and you're talking to them, like you can like visually see the looks that you're giving you, which I think is interesting too. But that's like a whole different conversation. Like that's like psychology. Like we don't need to go there. Sure. But that's just my way of saying I know how you're looking looking at when you're responding to Discord or talking to us. <laughs> I'm. I want you to try. Demonstrate it. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. Like that plays in the whole body language yeah. thing, where if like you sit or stand a certain way, like you're perceived as being more dominant and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and dominance is perceived as attractive, mm -hmm. oftentimes. And attractive people are perceived as like knowing what they're talking about yeah. even if they just look good yeah. being more successful yeah. I think I brought up with you I think it was just you Frank a while back not too long ago where I brought up about when I painted my nails yeah and I didn't know this before but I noticed that when I had my nails painted like I cared a lot about how people perceived them mm -hmm. and what their initial response was gonna be so there were some people that didn't even like they, I saw them noticing it. They didn't say anything. Ugh. That could be good or bad. Who knows? Uh, there were people that definitely were like, "Oh my God, those look so good," or commented where I got them done, or who helped me, or whatever. Um, and then there were definitely people that looked at me or that I didn't want to see them, so I would hide my hands in ways. Ooh. You know, pull your hand up, you can't see the, yeah. the nails. Or Gloves my on pocket. in the office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really cold in here. <laughs> you know? um, and I think that was a good test. For me, um, who do I who do I care about is perceiving yeah. me, yeah. and who am I most comfortable around, right. um, and why? Why do I care about them perceiving me? In a certain way? Is it going to be seen as negative if I'm wearing nail polish because I'm a man or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like femininity uh, is also on a spectrum. Yeah. And it's probably better for everyone's mental health if we were, if men especially were to practice their femininity more. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you guys are much more open about doing that than I am. So. Yeah, I mean, we're at different points probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that it's just like such a burden men place on themselves where you have to fit into this very rigid definition of what it means to be a man and it's just not fair. To anybody like you restricting yourself is harmful um, because if you have a desire to do something you should explore it right um, and that's okay you change your mind about things or you let's say you wear nail polish and you're like actually don't feel anything about this maybe I won't do this or maybe I don't feel anything which means I am giving myself permission to do it more to see to push those boundaries and see yeah it's a it's a hard thing because we all try to fit us subconsciously try to fit into that box because we're afraid of what we'll be called when we don't fit inside the box. Mm -hmm. We'll be labeled as that sort of a thing. Yeah, even like when uh, the three of us, whether it's like just the two of us or like the two of us or even all three of us together in public, whenever we're like physically affectionate towards each other, whether that's even just like hugging, like we run the risk, the risk of being called gay. Yeah. And we have been called gay like in public. Mm -hmm. You guys just recently <laughs> Yeah, had, we recently did, yeah. So it's just wild to think that um, yeah. just being affectionate towards your friends yeah. is like a gay thing to do, and then that, which isn't a bad thing, but the way that this guy was saying, well, maybe not this guy. We gotta call you. I mean, he was very drunk, um, but I know that right before he said anything, I was like grabbing his shoulder, grabbing Jeff's shoulder, um, and like rubbing his back a little bit, just in a normal, like, affectionate way. I think maybe he saw that and then didn't say anything initially and then we were having a conversation about another man 
who's not involved, who Jeff doesn't know, I've only met once, and I said to Jeff, you wouldn't like him because he's type A. He's a type A kind of guy, very like demanding of the people around him. And you would find him, Jeff, you would find him to be annoying. And the guy was like, why won't we like this person? And he just sort of inserted himself. Yeah. And then was like, I pegged you guys. I'm so proud of myself. I pegged you guys. And I'm not even into pegging. But I pegged you guys. I'm not into pegging. He kept saying that. I'm like, you don't have to keep telling us. <laughs> like, right. if, if you are or if you aren't, yeah. is not the point of why you entered the conversation. So, yeah, it's just a funny thing. But yeah, we do. You're right. I mean, we get pegged as, um, you know, gay or, or uh, which is meant to be a derogatory right, right. term. Typically, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right. And so, yeah, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting tactic. That's funny that he made that disclaimer that he's not into pegging. Several times. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. That's, that's almost like a defense mechanism, it seems like. Yeah. Like you're testing the waters, like, yeah. what are they going to think if I'm into that? Right. Yeah. 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 I want to bring it back to uh, body neutrality. Because you had said that we should think about what our, our vessel does for us. Yeah. So. If you want to go first, like if you want to share with us, like the positive things that your your vessel does for you, focus more on that and more so than what your vessel looks like. Oh, oh, it's um, good practice. It is. I mean, I don't want to say the things that Robbie already said, like the digestion. Well, my digestive system is fucked anyway. Um, but. Like as you eat spicy nuts and drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no shame. No shame. It's vacation. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Um, Every day. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Um, but no, like I, I think over the last couple of years, I think that I one have become more of a hypochondriac than I have anything, mm. and so like. I think my body is like shutting down when it's probably like literally just doing its job. <laughs> um, and so, like, I, went, I think if you two remember, like, I would go to, like, I went to the doctor a lot a few years ago to, like, try to figure out what, what the fuck was wrong with me. Um, and a lot of them were like, oh, like, it's anxiety or, like, it's X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that I, especially in my early 20s, I think took advantage of um, my body a lot. Because hmm. um, I used to drink ungodly amounts of alcohol um, and like not feel any remorse, like not feel hungover, like any of that. Yeah. And then now I'm like, I eat some chicken wings and I'm like, damn, like, I feel like I'm dying. So, like, I, I've come to appreciate the things that my body, I think, more so used to do rather than now, because I don't think that's something that I really think about, right? Like, especially with my depression and anxiety getting worse as I get older, it seems like. Um, I don't know. It's... Like, I appreciate the things that it does, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm still alive, so it's still doing its job. Maybe not as well, but um, I'm still waking up every morning, so uh, that's something for me to work on for sure. Yeah. You mentioned, like, you appreciate the things that it does. Is that just getting up in the morning and nothing beyond that? Um... I, mean, I don't do a lot of things outside of like normal living, I feel like, in quotations, like wake up, go to work, come home, like either play games or like spend time with my dog and then go to bed and then do it again. So like, I feel like if I were doing more things, I would see, those, see that, but as of right now, like that's just where life has been, even like... I think a lot of that too is because of like COVID sure. as well. So I feel like I was doing a lot more before that. 
like spending time with your dogs. Yeah, you took them on some walks. Yeah. Like some long walks. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And I think too, like, this is something that I don't think that, I mean, this is something I know I don't think about a lot, but like, being like able, able-bodied, like, yeah. and being able to actually like do these things, um, like I think a lot of times goes unnoted or unsaid. Like we don't think about that a lot. Yeah. Um, I know I don't, and that's something for me to like. Be like okay. Like I'm able to do these things freely or without assistance. Like, mm-hmm. and I think we take that for granted because any day, like that, you know, that can change. So, and for a lot of the population, like, they're not able to do something. You know, a lot of these things either. So. It is kind of an ableist thing to just like think about your own body. Yeah. But like you mentioned that your body's changing, like our vessels will change. That's yeah. inevitable. That's something we should lean into. And so like thinking about accessibility for someone who isn't able bodied like us, yeah. that's good for everyone. Yeah. Um yeah, like more like wheelchair ramps. Yeah, like we, we might not need it right now, but like you said, yeah. like maybe someday. Mm-hmm. So like thinking more in terms of accessibility yeah. will be good for everyone. Yeah. What, what about you? What, what does your body do for you? I think it's an emotional response for me because the vessel that our body is is kind of the reason why I think that there could be a God. Because mm. it's a fucking miracle, the stuff that it does mm. for us. I mean, just think in plain terms. Like we, we breathe without even thinking sometimes. Lizard brain. Our lizard brain. Yeah, we think think without even thinking sometimes we just yeah. do it right we blink um, we move I mean some people move their whole day without even thinking that they're doing it they just do it out of muscle memory or whatever um, it nourishes us when we, when we give it things you know, we give it food and water and, um, sometimes not enough water sometimes not enough water <laughs> most times not enough water maybe um, Sometimes not the right foods, or not, uh, you know, the food that's good for our bodies, um, or alcohol, or you know, smoking, or suppressants, things like that. I mean, it just does miracles, in my opinion, miracles, because um, it gets very existential. Like we humans have existed for thousands of years, <laughs> yeah. and we are here because our ancestors made sure of it. In, in good times and in bad, some of our ancestors were great. Actually, a lot of them probably weren't. <laughs> um, but they reproduced and had us. Right? Those bastards. Mother frickers. This is a family podcast. So, um, it's not. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it does miracles for us. So for me, like I, when I started shifting my, and continue to shift my perspective on what my body's limits are, that to me is a miracle too, right? So like just doing stretches, like stretching your body, seeing how far, how long you can stretch a certain way or move a certain way, like mobility training, I think it's super, super healthy um, and it's helped me feel good. But then there's the whole psychological thing. You mentioned like depression and anxiety and that that works into our bodies as well. I mean, we do things that as a result change the way our body looks or feels. And then to your point about like, it's sort of ableist to only think about yourself, your own body, I think that's true in a lot of ways. Um, and we can't start appreciating and uplifting other people fully until we get to a point, in my opinion, until we get to a point where we are comfortable with what our bodies look like. Because then we become, then we can become advocates in a true, the truest sense of the word. I would say it's not super true advocacy all the time if you're constantly trying to help other people but you don't do anything Right. It's something that I thought about, but yeah. If I think about it for too long, I'll start crying because our bodies do a lot for us. Mm-hmm. When we when we get sick, we have a whole immune system. Most of us, right? Yeah. That help us get better. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Our bodies. So when you stop thinking about it, how people view it, and think about it, like this is what my body's doing right now as I sit in this tub of water. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's a miracle. Yeah. yeah. And like resting in like a hot. Yeah. Tub of water, like that's important for your vessel as well. Yeah. Uh, for me, physically, 
I appreciate that my vessel takes me out into nature. Yeah. Most recently. Um, that's where I feel like I can connect with myself. Sometimes unconsciously, like you were saying. Yeah. And then um, mentally, uh, I've been appreciating reading more and more, seeing how much I can stretch my brain, uh, just my body. Um, but even understanding my limits, like if, even if I'm working out more, like I'll get frustrated. Like man, I can't, I still can't run a mile without getting like super winded, you know. Mm. So like that plays into like continuing to stretch yourself and push your vessel to its limits and get better. But yeah. you also mentioned advocates, like for everyone. Yeah. I recently learned a term like accomplices over allies because everyone hears about you know being an ally for like marginalized groups. But like that only takes you so far to like speak out for these other groups. Because um, obviously people have been doing that for a long time and it's still not a lot of change, still a lot of discrimination and inequality. So like I learned being an accomplice takes it a step further where like you're putting that into action and like supporting policies and ideologies that would actually uh, push for change. So like pushing for universal design, like you mentioned, where everyone would have access to everything yep. um, benefits yeah. everybody yeah. yeah so it should be accomplices yeah. i don't have anything else you guys have any thoughts right now about bodies make choices make choices <laughs> no i don't have any other thoughts i think this was a good conversation sure. yeah make choices about Good choices. I would, I would uh, talk yeah. about your body, uh, about other people's bodies. Yeah. Sometimes your choices affect other bodies, and you have to. Sometimes you have to consider animal bodies when you swat at them. Like I agree. That. True. I agree. It scared me. He's working on it. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? No, I think for me, like, it helps to know that I am not the only one that feels that way. Because I notice even, like, doing this, like, I'm, like, trying to suck in my gut. Because I'm, like, mm. looking at the camera and I'm, like, okay, well, I don't like how I look, right? right. So, um, being conscious of that, too, so. There's likely someone who's watching this, looking at your body, looking at all of our bodies, and thinking, well, they have some good bodies. Yep, probably. Yeah. Shout out to you, Christian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm getting the heck out of here now. What the heck? Well, I appreciate spending time with your bodies. Me too. Yeah. Spend some more time with them. Go on this vacation. Some hot bodies. Yeah. And see. <laughs> <laughs>